Chris. And I'm Dom. And we got next. Thank you guys for checking out another episode of the We Got Next podcast. Um, you know, I know that we've been having some problems. Finally able to uh, get back into our, our podcast studio to keep recording for you guys. Um, this week, I mean, Madden came out a little bit ago, but um, it's really just been a lot about Madden this week. Uh, we're, we're in the process of building up our Mutt team. Um, it is like a combined effort here uh, this year for our Mutt team. Um, I know we explained it last episode, but just again, I'll be taking care of most of the game for, two, for Madden. While Chris takes care of most of it when it comes to um, 2K, when it comes to actually playing competitively against people. Not to say that we both may not play a game or two. Yeah, I mean, I, I play solos on Madden, and I help out a little bit in the Ultimate Team, like, finding players. Like, today I'll be going through completing some challenges, building out some sets and everything like that. But if we're playing online against people, I'm going to have Dom play it's kind of the same thing with 2K. Like, we're both going to apply our knowledge of basketball to get the best team possible for us. But when it comes down to it, he's probably going to, like, let me play against somebody. We're doing, like, a wager match or... Oh, absolutely. Uh, road to the playoffs, which is no longer there. It's actually my team online. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so, right now... Um, so, if I do sound a little bit whatever... Just trying to. This challenge is so long. Um, so, with our with our mutt knowledge that we've been able to put forth so far, um, are there any tips that you would like to give out to everybody as they work on their mutt teams? Um, one, you're going to have to spend money on the game. It's inevitable. The game's designed to do that. So. There's two ways of thinking. One, you can just ball out, spend all the money. That's cool. Do whatever you want to do. If you got the funds, they tricking if you got it. Other way of thinking is allot yourself a certain amount of money and then set aside time to complete the challenges and collections. I know they're time consuming and they suck, but completing collections will save you a lot of money. Because there are some very... They're not great players right now, but they're really good players to get your team started off. And I mean, now everybody has the luxury of having two people on one account as we do. So that's my biggest thing. Complete the challenges. Keep keep up with that. Use the auction house to your advantage. If you get a really good player, actually consider selling them when you first get them. I mean, obviously you want to play a couple games, but me and Dom together decided to, like, if we get a really good rare player... Depending on how much they're worth in the auction house, we might just sell them. Because players go down in value, but the coin doesn't. So 100 coins now is still worth 100 coins three months from now. The players just be different what you can buy. So just keep that in mind. Check the auction house. Snipe. You know, save your, save your coin. And just take it slow. Don't blow all of your coin on one player. Shore up your team. Beat the challenges. That's my advice, at least. What about you, man? Um, my biggest advice would be figure out what your identity is. Uh, same thing with actual NFL teams. 
You need to know what your strengths are and build a team that fits your strength. Now, if you are somebody that is terrible at running the ball, that does not mean just go get an offensive line and receivers and like just have everything for the pass. But put yourself in a position to do everything. But when it comes to your strength, yeah, it's harder to stop. You gotta play to your strengths in this game. I mean, with the defense being as good as it is now and all the options you can attack the offense with defense. You kind of have to shore up your team. I mean, last year you had to a little bit, but they had the play style chemistry, so you can kind of guess, and you could also neutralize somebody. So if someone was like a really run-heavy team, and you had a run-stuff defense, it kind of balanced out. Now this year, on offense at least, you have to be balanced. You have to have, you know, a decent running back, or else people are going to abuse the new defensive settings and the zone coverages, because all in all, defense this year has gotten way better. It's a lot more tougher to attack if you play against a very skilled player. Yeah. So you can't half-ass it. Um, also, not even just for Mutt, just for Madden in general, learn how to read zone. Okay, if it's a, if it's a cover three, you want to look right in the middle at that linebacker area. Maybe with some slant, something like that. But going deep down the field is going to be a little bit tougher with that. If it's a cover two, you want to go deep down the middle or short. Um, cover four, I mean, there's just going to be area after area that is just going to be wide open. So... You know, know how to quickly identify it so that if you see, you know, one of the corners is playing back, it's probably going to be a cover three. So that means you don't really want to throw it deep right away. You know, you got to know when and where to attack. Um, but I would also say the most important thing in mutt just as in the NFL is get a quarterback that he doesn't necessarily need to be one that can like run and move but you need a quarterback that can get the ball to the receiver in time so what attributes is that a throw power throw power I don't really think throw accuracy deep is that important in the beginning I think you need to be looking more at the throw accuracy short and medium. There isn't too many times that you can just really throw it over the defense and expect it to work. So I would just say make sure that you can complete that medium throw. Uh, it's so important to complete that medium, short range, you know, 5 to 15 yard completion. Because, I mean, 15 yards, first down. Two 5-yard throws, first down. 
and you never know when you'll be able to like make somebody miss and turn that five yard or that 15 yard into you know 20 25 so learn get that good quarterback learn the run mechanics too those are very confusing. Because those jukes right now are very different. So make sure that you understand that. Um, also, don't worry about legends yet. Just let the legends go. If you can get one, cool. If not, don't trip. There's going to be better versions of a lot of these cards. I mean, right now there's some very good cards out. And if you've been playing, there's like a there's a re- weekly reward. I mean, this year this week it was uh, Cam Newton. We just put them in the collection because we like have the have a very good QB. But you're gonna get good players. They're gonna come with time. Really, just learning your offense, learning your fucking playbook, having a coach that works for you, and having a team that you can work with is most important when you first start. Everything else comes with time. Don't try to rush and just buy one superstar player because you're not going to... You're going to get far in the solos, but when you go online against other people, people are going to see that and kind of pick you apart. It sucks, I know, but everybody goes through it. You have to get shit on at some point. Which is very true. Uh, I know that the last game I played uh, competitively... um, the guy kind of, I guess the other thing is don't stick to like two plays like well, that goes with learning your playbook and like making sure that it works for you because if you do the same thing the whole game yeah I'm, I'm gonna destroy you um, also play now like the game is just now out play now when you get to a point where everybody has this I'm a god team, it's going to become a lot more diff like I don't want to say a lot more difficult, that this horrible sentence. But it does become more difficult. It becomes more challenging because as players play more, they're refining their skills and learning the systems. I mean, you gotta think as soon as the game comes out, everybody's still new to it. So they're learning the system, they're seeing the changes, and some people just really adapt. Some people are just like mad minds, and they know how to just play Madden, making this jump to it. But a majority of people take about, what, one to two months to kind of get a good footing of the game and get back to where they were in the last game. Because, I mean, at a certain point last year, people could just like look at plays and tell exactly what you're doing. And every single year it's like that. It's inevitable within Madden, within 2K, within a lot of games. It just takes time. So when you're playing early and you're getting your, you know, shitty days out of the way early, then later when you're playing these people that have good teams, you stand a better chance. Because I know when you start, if you start in January and you're just now starting Ultimate Team, you're going to get shit on by everybody. There's going to be some 12-year-old kid in Idaho who's going to crap on your team. You're going to be very upset. Yeah. Um, I would also say before you go and do challenges, 
look at the rewards. Because we definitely didn't do that. Because um, we have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I just completed my Sunday milestone of completing 30 passes in a game. Which is way too long of a challenge. Could have just said complete 10 on a drive. I don't know. Um, oh, wait. What? Yeah, you need the player. You need the player, too. These milestone things are so ridiculous because you need not only the challenge badges you get from beating the challenges, but you need that actual player. So for the Smith, you need a 91 overall Smith to go into the collection as well as the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 total badges, milestone badge things. But also, what happens when you get him? Is, um, like, let's see. Um, oh, wait, nope, I want to do this. Because uh, you add the player, like for Aaron Rodgers, we're going to still get basically the same card back. Now, you earn a milestone upgrade with a special ability chemistry. For our quarterback, it will be Conductor that grants the QB extra hot routes. Which means now I'll be able to put him or put players in these new thing, new routes and completely change up the play. Uh, with Emmett Smith, if you can pull him, great on you. You're also going to get the ability chemistry for battle ready, which is always going to put the tackle battle mechanic on the X button. So that, you know, you'll be able to do that a little bit better. Um, with Anthony, Anthony Munoz, um, he's already... Um, oh, I'm sorry, my chest kind of hurts. He already has the edge protector um, chemistry. He also gets zone blocker chemistry. So now, you know, fits two different schemes. Um, DeAndre Hopkins gets it gets a chain um, chain mover. Uh, let's see here. Who is this? Martellus Bennett, the tight end, goes from West Coast offense to West Coast and the New England Patriots offense. Um, you got the D tackle, uh, Kawan Short. I probably mispronounced your name. I apologize. Don't kill me. Carolina Panthers chemistry already. He also gets line pusher. Derek Wolf. Why? That's actually a pretty. That's actually a pretty decent one. That's yeah, that's actually kind of that, dope. That, that's reasonable. Three four to a D to the Denver defense as well. Lawrence Timmons. Wow, you gotta get the flashback. You see, gotta get the flashback. See, and that's the thing that's like irritating to me. Like he says he wants to do the Aaron Rodgers. We already have Aaron Rodgers. We had the luxury of having the most difficult part of getting it. Like the challenges, they're kind of challenging. But it's take time. Now, some of these guys are only 80 overall. Like, Derek Wolf is only 80 overall. So, you can probably find them for relatively cheap. But, like, Lawrence Timmons, you have to get the flashback player. From. So, either you're dropping 60,000 60, coin in the auction house or trading for them. Or you're completing the flashback collection, which is really time-consuming and annoying to do. 
but if you do it, then you get all of his badges for this milestone thing, which which does expire October 30th, so basically Halloween. Um, you're also going to get the um, inside blitzer added on to his tackling machine. Um, Levante David gets um, his 4-3 added on to um, a coverage linebacker. If you get the signature edition Vontae Davis, which we just got a signature, we just got um, Devontae Poe mm -hmm. uh, in the midst of trying to make a trade happen, we will see. Um, God, let's see how much Levante can't even find a Levante David corner. Uh, he has LD. I do not know what that stands for. I am sorry. Probably something amazing because it's one of the gold chemistries. It gets added to pick specialist. Um, Cam Chancellor. I think that's hard to have. It's the base set Cam, so, you know, who knows? We might get him. Um, he has the Seattle Seahawks defense that will be added with um, Big Hitter. All of these expire on the 30th. These are actually really cool. At first, I thought we were getting new players. Not that worried about it anymore. Um, now, I've been participating in uh, you know, some oh, what do I want to call them? In the, in the ranked draft champions because I don't like salary cap drafts. Um, with that, it looks like these never go away. You get a champion series, Drew Brees. Um, champion series, Robert Quinn. Patrick Chung, Julius Peppers. It's getting worse as I'm saying, like the play, like their overall is going down. Um, Jonathan Stewart. There's also a challenger badge. Or no, challenger Julian Edelman. Still need those competitive badges. If you can get a hundred. You can earn the Events Master Collectible in order to get the Mutt Master. The Mutt Master card is a 95 overall. That is that's sad. I mean, but you do get a 500,000 coin quick sell. But you do 5, get... 5,000 coins, yeah. 500,000 coins, that's a lot. But 500, how, much do you have to get? how much do you have to get? So, for that, you need the ultimate season. You need a master man of the month. Master the gauntlet. Master all the team challenges. No. Master events. And one, two, three, eight, ten elite badges. No, he's not worth that. I'm sorry, Gronk is really good. He's like, he's the best tight end inside the game, hands down. Probably one of the best players, one of the most reliable players. But no. There's no player worth 10 elite badges. I wish you could have recorded us. I started off doing the signature series to get, you know, Poe, basically. But you have to get six bronze badges, six gold badges, six silver badges, and six elite badges. Now, elite badges are kind of hard to come by unless you're playing draft champs. So I'm pretty sure you get them out of there, too. What I was doing was just selling gold players and converting the bronze badges that we got out of the bronze bag pack, bronze badge packs, basically, into silver, converting the silver into gold, gold into elite. Now, you need five 
of the lower tier to get one of the higher ones. So you need five bronze to get one silver, five silver to get one gold, five gold to get one elite. That's a lot of fucking badges that you have to give up. A lot of players you gotta give up. Yeah. Gronk is not worth that. I'm being 100% honest. Cause yeah, I think I let's see, I pulled. You need fifty gold badges, essentially, to get just the elites done. Yeah, and then challenges and challenges and challenges. Yeah, a lot of solo play. Then you gotta win online against people too. You gotta do the master man of the month, which is I'm pretty sure it's five bronze, five silver, five gold players of every single team. Every month, yeah, that's it's not worth it. I think maybe you only have to do it one month. Okay, if that's the case, then yeah, it might. No, it still wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me. Um, Ooh, this guy's having a pretty decent team. So I actually just decided uh, since we were talking about draft champions, I hopped into one. Um, oh wow, this is awesome! Um, I am the Denver Broncos, as always, playing against. The Kansas City Chiefs in the old St. Louis Rams, the new Los Angeles Rams Stadium. Uh, we'll see how this goes while I'm talking about these other games. Um, but since I just said we're going to talk about other games, I guess we might as well start. Um, 2K has announced no new um, historic teams. Yes, historic. Sorry, just. Choking on my words right now. Uh, what what do you think about that? I personally don't really care because they already have so many explorer teams, and all the ones people want to see added, they only have one player on that like really are decent. Now you can argue the Sacramento Kings, but even then it's like only person he's assigned on is Chris Webber, and he's probably not going to be that good inside the game. Like he he wasn't. He was great in the NBA, but he wasn't like how you picture young Kobe. Like a legend. Chris Webber's good, but he wasn't that. And I, I think that's that's why I'm okay with it, because he's, when you go back for these historic teams, like people want the Pacers and Brady Miller. Who else on that team is worth it in? I have a hard time thinking of anybody else. So personally... I think it's okay. I mean, if he doesn't want to sign on, that's fine. That's up to him. Me and Dom had a conversation about this last night. If I was a multi-million dollar ex-former athlete, and I didn't want my likeness used on a video game, I wouldn't let you use my likeness. I would be like, yeah, I'm worth a million dollars. You can suck my dick. I don't care. I don't need your guys' money. And personally, if they put Reggie Miller into the game, I'd like to see him inside of my team more than like to see his historic team. Because the historic team is probably going to suck. Let's just be honest. How do you feel about it, Dom? I think that there are a couple teams that I would like to see. And yeah, it does have to do with one player not signing on. Um, that kind of messes it up because I would love to see Charles Barkley in the game. I'd love to see Reggie, Chris Webber. Um, I mean, the list is kind of big, actually, now that I think about it. But players that I would like to see, but it would also be for like personal reasons for some of the players like um, did Gilbert Arenas no Gilbert Arenas isn't in the game I'd like to see him I mean they probably haven't asked Gilbert Arenas to be in the game 
he might he might be inside the game. Now he might. Yeah. yeah, he might be inside the game. He may not put his team inside the game because there's a huge difference. Like I said, they may not want to put, you know, not necessarily like Reggie Miller. But look at a guy like Chris Webber or Charles Barkley. They played for other teams. Like Charles Barkley played with like Maurice Cheeks, uh, and I think he played most of the world for a little bit. Yeah. Like they can essentially put a very young Charles Barkley into the game on those teams, and then my team have is like you know full, very good Charles Barkley from like the Suns that we remember him from, or whatever. The same thing could be for like Reggie Miller. He didn't play for AFC with the Patriots, but they can still put like you know another Reggie Miller into the game, like just his individual card for my team. That's personally how I feel about it. I'm fine with that because I'm more of a my team player. I mean, playing now is fine. I like playing with historic teams, but really it's just for like shits and giggles. It's not for yeah. anything competitive. I mean, yeah, I just, I just think that there are so many people that do the play nows that I think you still got to remember to cater to them as well. Everything in this new updated game feels like it's going to be just for my player. Little bit for my team with the dynamic duos, but uh, it feels like a my player game. Yeah, I mean, with that being said, we can talk about some of the changes in my player in my career. So first, they have very distinct player types, and they have caps still, but they're leaning more towards instead of you having like a super player who can just do everything, you have. A specific archetype. So you have like a slasher. You have a a glass eater, rebounder. You have a play, you know, playmaker, passer type guy, a sharpshooter, obviously. And you're stuck to those archetypes as well as like you have level caps of certain things. So you can't make a sharpshooter shooter who's like a super great ball handler who can dunk on people. Who's super ridiculous like that. For me, that's good because I hated that inside of my team. I hated the fact that. If I wanted to be a pass-first point guard and I wanted to play like Rajon Rondo and throw a bunch of like really amazing passes, be a good ball handler, I also had to score 50 points a fucking game in order for my team to be effective. Yeah. And that, that to me, that was irritating. Also, it translated over to Park and the rec center because everybody was essentially a LeBron James. They could do everything, and it was annoying. Now, it caters more towards having team play and individualized players who fit a scheme or a role. I like games like that. I like basketball like that, so I'm okay with it. How do you feel about that? I like it a lot better. This is going to definitely help take away from the 2K God cheese that happens in my park every year. Now, don't get me wrong. Sharpshooter is probably going to be... The fan favorite. Oh, my God, abused. Just, Just taken out into a shed... And just brutally murdered. But I also think that it's if you pick like defend, like the defensive one, mm-hmm. like I already know that's what I'm gonna do. See, I feel like it, I think in general they're trying to make the jump towards like esports, and that's why they've made the changes they have, like aiming your shots. They added in, um, you know, having the 
hold down the square button for like post hooks and layups and like there's a shot meter for basically every type of shot now to create a skill gap. And with this, it creates a skill gap for your like my players. So when you go into park, which there are different modes within park now. There's park after dark, which adds like a crowd and a DJ, and it's a little bit more of like a Rutgers nighttime feel. And then there's still like the rec center, and then um, I forgot what it's called when you go into like the actual arena and make your court and stuff. But when you have that, you make your team. There's different tiers, and there's like, you know, once you reach tier one, you can customize your jerseys. Once you reach tier two, there's more. There's like endorsements and stuff like that you can get. They give you more VC per game, and I like oh, that. That's dope. I think that's good. Like it, it promotes like having an actual team of players instead of having five fucking small forwards who are all six nine. True. But I also like the fact that now, um, based off of the size of your player, um, you know, if you make somebody that's six uh, ten, he cannot run with the six three six fours. You know, he he needs to kind of already be running back, or he can get blown by. I wonder how long that lasts, though, because that happened at the beginning of last year, 2K16, where, like, you had guys like John Wall, LeBron James, who could literally outrun everybody, but slowly over time, they added in, they adjusted people's ratings, and, I mean, at the end, literally, LeBron was, like, no faster than some, like, centers. True. And I, I don't know, I have this conspiracy theory about 2K and Call of Duty, they added these silent patches that progressively make the game worse in order for you to be hype about the next one to make you want to buy it. I could I could easily see that being true. I mean, every single game has a honeymoon phase that's like really good and you start to notice some bullshit in it and you start to get upset. But there's none bigger than 2K. Like, up to about All-Star break, everything's fine. Right, a little bullshit here and there. But after All-Star break, things change. And you realize... This is not what you signed up for. It's like meeting a chick online, and you finally realize she's kind of crazy. It's like, yeah, I did not sign up for this at all. And that's how 2K is. I think that what happens is they never remove code. They just add code. So after a while, some of the coding starts to, like, fight itself. So I think it's, like, an inevitable thing every like when you keep adding more and more code, it's going to mess up. Yeah, I feel like that. Um, trying to think what else to add in. Well, a lot of my team news come out. They had a, the two K community day, so they brought out a bunch of content creators from YouTube and Twitter personalities to come play the game early, see all the new stuff, and you know, basically get the word out, get some hype going around for the game. With my team, they made a bunch of changes. They added in, as Don mentioned earlier, dynamic duos, which is something I've been saying on this podcast and about the game for so long. Now, it's not exactly what I've been saying to the extent of they were kind of half-assing what I've been saying, but they're making a step in the right direction. I will give them that. Now, with dynamic duos, there are two players on a team at any one point in time on the court 
that I can activate dynamic duos. That means I get a stat boost based off of certain traits that link them together. So it could be two players that play on the same team. So if you have Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, they get a small stat boost. Or it could be things like, oh, these guys were both drafted number one. Uh, there was some, Somebody said that there's a dynamic duo for Joel Embiid and Blake Griffin because they both got injured in their rookie season. Well, that's kind of cool. I think that's kind of cool. They're adding in those things. Now, the reason why I say it's half-assed because you have games like Madden last year, this year too, and FIFA where you literally have to, like in FIFA you have to find players who are from like the same country or the same league the same team, they speak the same language, same play style. Madden's kind of the same way, the same play style. And 2K could easily do that. Now with my team, the biggest crutch for me, the biggest problem is the fact that you have dudes when you're playing it, they just want the best available team. I understand that. I respect it. It's totally fucking cool. It's whatever. But in the end, it eliminates kind of like a skill gap of me being someone who likes to play the concept of like basketball and a triangle offense and having role players now I'm just forced to get these the best available cards now with with the chemistry aspect where it's like you know maybe I want players who are all you know like the running gun or maybe I want like the all three and D team who like we all play defense we all shoot threes I have one player who's in the middle who likes to grab rebounds they can all play together effectively like that. Instead of a guy who just like has Carmelo, Jordan, Allen Iverson, Kobe, and LeBron out there at the same time. Because there are people that run lines like that in 2K16. But all those players need the ball inside their hands to be effective. And I feel like that is my biggest problem. That you can't have a Jordan out there who needs the ball in his hand to be fully effective and Allen Iverson, because they would compete and jockey, jockey for the ball. It doesn't happen in real life. I mean, look at players like Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. You see it all the time. So I don't see why it's like that in 2K. But Dynamic Duos is cool. I'll it's a start. It's a start. Um, the other thing, um, I think, and it was added in to the game first in my team, and now it's just like being added everywhere. Dynamic Duels is also a part of my player this upcoming year. Um, there's going to be two characters um, in the game. That one is a second round draft pick that wants to prove that he is, you know, completely overlooked and is, you know, the talent that he claims that he is. Then you also have the undrafted European player out of the D-League that gets called up. Just here to have a good time. Um, if you practice with them, hang out with them, text messaging is now a part of this and the way that you respond will affect your relationships with people. Uh, you can become a dynamic duo with them your my player and even have the ability to control them as well telling them when to shoot telling them when to pass dunk you know pump fake the whole nine no like you literally control them 
Well, like that's the next step after is like you can actually control them. No, I mean there's a badge for that now. Like in two K sixteen, there was a badge you can tell your the players to like pass you the ball. You can tell them to cut to the basket, obviously, but you can tell them to shoot too. There's like a badge in this game now. Like once you reach a certain point, like a little bit, like maybe a little bit beyond that, like you can literally pass the ball and you don't control your mind. You control the other person, which I think is stupid to shoot. I'd much rather have a dynamic duo, like a connected my career, where I can go online with one of my friends, and hell, we can play against each other, we can be on the same team, or let's say we're both drafted to the same team, because like, I don't get drafted, you get drafted, right? We're on the same team, I'm the undrafted player, I have to work my way up, because I'm not as good as your player, but we can both play at the same time, or play at different times, and we just use the stats of those players. That would actually be really dope. Yeah. I feel like it's something that's feasible. They're probably not going to do it anytime soon. I mean, but that also... It seems feasible, but that could also be really hard to do. I mean, they set a limit on how many people can do it. I mean, you have these uh, online franchises where, like, up to 10 people can do it. And they're all, like, doing a fantasy draft. I feel like they can do it all easily with, like, one or two people... Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, one or two, or I guess two to three. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of what else they added. Oh, uh, also with my team, they've added more tiers. So no longer is there amethyst. It's gone. Yeah, but now there is. There's still bronze. We still got silver. Still gold, and now there's sapphire making a return. There's Ruby making a return. There's Emerald making a return. There's Diamond. And now there's Pink Diamond as well. So we have two returning ones. Three. Sapphire, Ruby, Emerald. You're right. That was all in what? 2K15? Or 14? 15 and 14. Emerald was in in 14. Uh, Ruby was in 15. And uh, Sapphire was was in 15. 15. But with, with these extra tiers, as well as Pink Diamond being a tier and Diamond being a tier, they open up the possibility for having multiple versions of one player. So they can add in more content consistently, which I think is pretty good. I like that. I, I'm actually pretty happy about that. And now they also, when you complete a collection for like a historic franchise, you get a Diamond player. You don't get no bullshit sapphire. You don't get no bullshit gold player. You get a diamond. Way to go, 2K. Way to go. Yeah, no, I'm actually really interested in that. I didn't hear that part yet. It makes sense now. Yeah, it makes me want to hit those. Yeah, and now now they'll be auctionable, too. They'll be auctionable. There's still no trade block as far as we know because no one said anything about it. But now there's an auction house. There's still an auction house. There's auctionable rewards. Uh, oh. Wow. There's there's no more there's no more road to the playoffs. It's now called My Team Online with alternating rewards varying from MT quick sales to actual diamond players. And once you reach a certain point within it, you can actually for lack of a better term, prestige as you would in Call of Duty and start back over. And so, get better rewards. Yeah, you get better rewards. So they're looking for things for the long haul. 
they're changed the challenges, so now there's going to be challenges that only last like a quarter. Instead of it being a challenge where you have to win five, a win of four, a seven-game series with like 10-minute quarters, it's now in this one quarter score 20 points with this player, with Clay Thompson. Recreate this moment. Come back from behind in one minute, you're down by five, and you get this certain amount of NT. It makes it more viable to do these challenges. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. Yeah. So 2K is like slowly stepped up their game. I mean, with 2K, the thing is, is that they're always like two years behind the competition in damn near everything. So there's no, you know, draft champions in 2K17. Yeah. But they'll probably be in 2K18 because they're about two years behind. They read. They read it gauntlet. Now they have more boards. They have better rewards. I feel like they're taking a step in the right direction. I, I'm still interested to see how a lot of the changes with like the ball handling, because there's no more bump steals. There's no more uh, signature size ups. Every like now you can create your own signature size up basically. Oh yeah, true. You can use like uh, Kyrie's behind the back. Steph Curry's between the legs, John Wall spin. Yeah, I mean that that's just for my that's just like my player. But when you have like an actual player, there's like you have to do the signature size up yourself. Like you have to actually know the combination to do it. So it creates again a bigger skill gap. You have to have actual stick skills in order to do certain stuff. When you steal the ball, you use the right stick now. Flick it to the right to like tap to the right, flick it to the left, tap to the left. Flick it down to, like, if someone's in the triple tap, you, like, pop the ball out. And if you uh, hold this forward, you're going to, like, you know, kind of, like, dive in and go for the ball. So that's a much more aggressive attempt. Yeah. Like, you better get that right. Same thing with blocks. If you hit a triangle button, you're just going to kind of pop, but not put your hands up. But you have to use the right stick to kind of alternate. If you're going to put your right hand up, you're going to put both hands up. If you're going to, you know... Just go to the left or the right. All this stuff they're doing is to create a skill gap, which I'm fine with. I just want to see how it all works out. True. And we're going to see a lot of this on the 9th when they release the... Prologue. Yeah. Because that's going to give us an introduction to the My Player, as well as a lot of new controls. Yes. And I'm very excited for that. Um, giving us an attempt to really see where that skill gap is going to be is awesome. Like, that's some top-tier... Top-tier shit, 2K. Top-tier shit. Um, just as a brief little catch-up of what's been going on here in the studio, um, we've had two quits. I was up 14 to nothing on the Chiefs. They quit. Um, then as soon as the game started... Um, against somebody with the New England Patriots. They quit. Now remember, this is draft champions. This is not um, ultimate team where I have all of my players. And I just missed a field goal. Damn, bro. So, 6-3. Um, currently playing against somebody using the Pittsburgh Steelers Unis. He has a great defense. I'm really amazed that I scored. Um, he has Cam Chancellor and the Honey Badger over the top. 
So this is uh, this is going to be interesting because I have Champ Bailey and Akeem Talib as my corners. So uh, we're definitely pushing each other. But uh, Call of Duty released its multiplayer. What what are your thoughts on that? Or just, I guess the multiplayer trailer. From what I've from just the trailer itself, it looks like a big sack of shit. It looks like a big clusterfuck. Well, tell me how you look. It, no, it looks gonna be annoying as hell. Cause they just add in a bunch of like new features and it just to me, I don't wanna have to deal with all of it. Instead of having specialists, uh-huh. they have rigs. I haven't watched the trailer. Which are there's different battle suits you can go into the game with. And you can change them on the fly, like during the game. Now each of the rigs has a different payload, which is almost like the specialist ability and weapon. Okay. Now there's one rig that's like a robot and it goes in like this primal mode which basically you run on all fours and you like melee people. Another one has like a really good ass cloaking, which looks annoying as fuck. There's one with like a super good like pistol akimbo shit. There's like a rail gun. It's just stuff like that that it's probably gonna be balanced, but it just looks annoying as shit when you die by it. The guns look pretty cool, they all look like they're all basically they're all basically modern warfare guns reimagined in the future. So there's like one of like a P90 and like a Weevil. There's a M8. There's an M16 looking gun. There's different types of laser guns now that, which I think is kind of cool. Like all the energy weapons, they have they have clips. So if you run out, you can just pop out the battery, put a new one in. Or there's some that if you just wait, it'll recharge as well, directly into the clip. And then once the clip is full, it'll recharge directly into the reserve ammo. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. And from the gameplay I've seen of it, because they had a community day as well, they had flew out a bunch of YouTubers to go play the game. Everything seems okay. Like it, they they were playing on the, the terminal remake map. They said the maps flow pretty well. Uh, a couple guys said it's going to be SMG heavy maps, SMG heavy game in general, where SMGs are probably going to rule for a little bit. Which I'm fine with. I like SMGs. I like assault rifles. As long as I'm not sniper rifle heavy, I don't care. So there's that. They also revealed the COD 4 you remake. Yeah. It looks really fucking good. They added in a. You can like look at your weapon now, like inspect it, kind of do a call, uh, not Counter Strike. So that looks pretty cool. The game looks, the game looks fucking great, and I'm ready to play that. Because that will be available by itself through the store. That's fine. I'm going to get both anyways. I'm going to play both. Hopefully, Infinite Warfare doesn't disappoint me. Because like, like I've said before, like the whole entire concept of futuristic warfare is fine. It's just the fact that there's certain things that are like easy mode. 
Like when you're throwing down these like trip mines that blow up and someone walks by them instead of like a claymore where you like have to run through the red mines and you can throw this shit on the ceiling, you can throw it on the wall. That's it becomes annoying. It's not overpowered, it's just annoying. True. And that's what I want to get away from. So, I agree with you. So with that, I mean it looks pretty good. I I'm I'm excited for the game, but then again I'm kind of a Call of Duty fanboy, so don't just take my word for it. Check it out for yourself. There's actually a beta that's going to be available in October for Call, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Don't Place, you think they should have theirs out right now to battle no, Battlefield 1? No, because it's two totally different games. I played the Battlefield 1 beta, and it's a totally different type of game. X was open. It's a totally different type of game than Call of Duty. Like I played the Battlefield 1 beta for about an hour, hour and a half. Then I played Call of Duty, and it was like a very sharp difference. Where it's like, just the style of play is so different that they don't really need to have a beta after them. Plus, they want to release the beta closer to when the game comes out. Battlefield 1 comes out before Call of Duty does. Yeah, by like a week. Still. There's not, there's not much telling me on Battlefield 1 compared to speaking to Call of Duty at this point. And I played Battlefield. All the shit that, that you don't want to deal with in, in Call of Duty is still inside of Battlefield. And that's like my biggest gripe. Cause I, I played the beta for Battlefield 1. I've put about three hours into it. Speaking on just the game itself, it's a good game. It's fun. It has a lot of quirks to it, but it, it takes a it takes a it has like a learning curve because it's like it's not what we're used to, it's not futuristic combat. It's, you know, it's World War One, so... Yeah. It's all iron sights. There's no type of optics. The guns are kind of funky. They reload kind of weird. The weapon the weapon variety in general is pretty good, as well as the maps. The, the maps are very dynamic, and it changes the way you play. But my biggest gripe with the game is the fact that, as a beta, if I was new to Battlefield... It would not make me want to play the game. Really? It would honestly push me away from it. Because you're so used to something, like you're so used to like Call of Duty and Battlefield as it was being like a kind of modernized war game. But the fact of the matter is, is that we are playing this World War One shooter. The gun recoil is all wonky. Uh like if someone throws out like a gas bomb, it can kill you over time, but you have to put on a gas mask and I just feel as though the game itself, like when I was playing it, it just it made it didn't drive me away from it because I understand what Battlefield is all about. Yeah. I know that it's like larger maps, it's like sixty four players, it's you know, conquest mode, rush mode, where it's you know <clears throat> vehicles snipers it's a lot more methodical well thought out game but if I was just playing like the beta for Battlefield 1 comparatively speaking to the beta for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare I would choose Call of Duty Infinite Warfare over Battlefield because the learning curve is so much more steeper on Battlefield than Call of Duty and it's not a game you can just pick up and just play and be good at you have to learn how to aim you have to learn how to kind of read the map and like spot people from a distance 
Uh-huh. There's okay. angles. Um, there's dynamic combat, like I said, with like the weather changes. Like the one map that we do have is like a desert map, and sometimes the sand will be blowing around with a sandstorm, and literally you can't see anything. Oh, okay. And at other times, like you'll someone come through with a tank and blow the building that you're in. So now the building's all crumbled around you. You have to find a new place to go. Whereas Call of Duty is kind of stagnant, and you know what you can and can't do. So I can pick up, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 and play it and kind of expect the same shit. Like, all it really takes is my gun skill. With Battlefield, it's going to be your gun skill, your map knowledge, how well your team works together because you don't just get, like, scavenger. You have to pick a class, either your medic, your assault, your recon, scout, recon, whatever it is, or your uh, support. Each of them have very specific roles within a squad. You want to stick with somebody who you feel comfortable playing with. And it's just, I can just, I can just see like a newer person who's new to like first person shooters, or like not used to playing Battlefield, being like, yeah, this game's not for me. Not to say it's not a good game, it would just, it would just scare off a lot of people. I can understand. Uh, can I please say that I am in the game of my life right now? It is 10 to 12. Uh, we will try to get this guy to quit, but I doubt it. Because, like I said, it is uh, 10 to 12. So, uh, I have not had an incomplete pass yet. Uh, it's just taking me forever to move. This guy's defense is impeccable. Uh, it's just, this is just ridiculous. Uh, with Battlefield 1 mm-hmm. now of course this is the beta but from what I've been told while I was at work the horse is currently broken now why do they have like what is the horse is it considered a vehicle like you know it, it's a vehicle it's a mode of transportation um, I wouldn't say necessarily broken I would truthfully just say, you found out how to slide. Yeah, L2 and R2 and square. L2, R2, square, okay. Because me and him played a game, a Madden, and I ran, and I did not know how to fucking slide to change the button. And, and I didn't know it either until I watched the YouTube video. I literally got caught and fumbled immediately, and I was so upset. But the horse, I understand why they gave it so much health, but it, I feel like it kind of sponges up damage. And my biggest gripe about the horse in general is the fact that when you're on the horse, it's a vehicle. So, it sponges up a lot of damage. You kill it, and it falls over. But then that person can just get off the horse and then kill you. It takes about a clip and a half, depending on what you know class you're using. And to me, it's kind of irritating when you know I waste a whole entire clip on somebody on the horse. Their horse dies finally. I start to reload, and the reloads are all pretty slow because it's like you know. A classic, you know, war, a war fighting game, and they hop off their horse and just shoot me once, like, and I'm dead. You know? It gets irritating, so I think they need to do is like change it to where like headshots do more damage to the horse, as well as if a horse is killed, it falls on top of the person and does some damage to him, or it takes longer to get up, just so it's a little bit more balanced. Because as is, like, there's been so many times I've like shot a horse, like. Literally like thirty times, it finally dies, and the guy just shoots me like eight times, and I'm dead. 
Because, yeah, at that point, what do you aim for? Exactly. And I also feel like with other weapon, other vehicles within other Battlefield games, like in Battlefield Hardline, if you shot a car, enough, it would just blow up and kill everybody inside. And that balances it out. Other Battlefield games, you blow up a tank, everybody in the tank dies. In this one, if you're on a horse, the horse just dies, you can so it's not broken, it's just not necessarily balanced. But I can see it easily being rectified and fixed. And that's probably why they even have a beta, to like fix crap like that. How are you not picking this off? Don't know. But, so with the beta, we've already played so far. We've said that it's not something for new people to really jump right into. Yeah. So, still, my question for you. Overall, for the beta so far, you know, a, a little pre pre review because it's just a preview of the game. And what would I rate it? Yeah, so far I could. And it's not a finished product, and we understand that. But how how would you rate your experience with it so far? I would say like a six. Oh wow! Just because, like, what I they, really expected higher than a six when I what, first. What what they give you? They give you like one map. They give you a certain amount of weapons, and it's just like, it's not a very, for what you expect from Battlefield, you expect more variety and stuff like that, and you expect like a little bit more maps. It just doesn't give you enough to give you a good feel of what a Battlefield game is, outside of the fact of it being like a lot of people on one map. Because it gets annoying sometimes when like, you spawn into a complex game, and there are guys who are just like, just inside the airplane, fucking up your home. Okay, I can see that. It is like a learning curve to learn how to drive these vehicles and maneuver with these weapons. You know, circumnavigate the map to where you'd be most effective. I had a hard time sniping, which I think it could have just been me. Because I don't know the aspects of sniping or what, but I had a really hard time sniping. Like to the point where I was, thought I was shooting people and I guess I wasn't. I'm used to the older battlefields. Did you account for, like, the bullet drop-off? Yeah, I was. And, like, it was literally going over people's heads. Like, I was aiming above them, and it was just going straight. So now I aimed directly at them, and it, would and, it, and it would still miss. And I was like, well, maybe I'm just not, maybe this sniper's not built for that. I was adjusting the range. And it made maybe, like, a new snipe, sniping mechanic distance, because, like, the game isn't, like, the newer, not the newer battlefields like the modern battlefields where you know you have guns that can shoot people at like 900 yards away it's literally like 300 yards it's like the max so I think you have to be closer but I'm not sure so, I mean like I said I don't want to scare people off from the game I would say for me as a review like just the game itself it's a very solid 6 that's what I would give a lot of different games a 6 just based off the fact of that it, you know, it performs well. It's pretty balanced. It has a few glitches, but they're kind of funny more than anything else. And the game works. The extra four would be, like, the other maps. The other guns. How the vehicles work on these other maps. How the conquest mode, rush mode, and these other modes work on these other maps. Okay. And the story mode, too. Because I'm going to play the story mode this battlefield. It looks pretty entertaining. It does. It looks like something that you're going to want to play. 
So a solid six for me, just like just for the beta. And it's not taking anything away from the game. It's just like just the fact of, yeah, there's not a lot here I can really review. But if a six is a selling point for one map, I think it's a good game. True, true. Um, well, this is gonna do it for this episode. Um, I mean, unless unless Chris, what do you think we should do? Should we stay, find out? If we can finish out this draft champions tournament with the four wins, no losses. I mean, we're we're looking at two fifty left on the clock. What what should we do? Should we stay and let the listeners know what happens? I think the listeners should go check out our Twitter and see what happens. We'll post the results there. You know what? I like that. I like that. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and take us out? You know, explain to them where they can go to find our Twitter, uh, to find, you know, sound. Well, they're on our SoundCloud, so that's taken care of. But okay, if you want to find us, first and foremost, go ahead and add our joint PSN. It's a We Got Next podcast on PSN. And then if you want to add us, follow us on Twitter. First of all, you yeah, go to Twitter. Because if you're kind of stupid, you may not know that. Go to Twitter. Go to, it's official WGMP, right? Yep, official WGMP. It's, again, it's official WGMP. All one word on Twitter. You can go ahead and follow us. We'll be on there tweeting. We'll tweet out if Dom wins or loses this. Right now, it's really fun to close. The guy just scored. So, it might be a nail-biter. We're looking at a 17-19-2-18 left. But this will be the last update of, of how the game is going. So, uh, like I said, official WGMP, Twitter. Uh, we got next podcast on PSN. Add us you want to play us on Mutt. Mad in general, if you want to play, with, play with us in Call of Duty, we haven't really used this one for Call of Duty too much, but we will for the next game. Um, same goes for 2K. When 2K comes out, we're gonna make, we're gonna have our own individual my careers on our old accounts, just so when we all play, like when me and him play together and like play like you know the rec center or whatever, we have you know two separate players, and we're gonna have a WGMP like official podcast. Player. Wow. Yes. Um, it seems like this is something that we're going to be doing a lot of when it comes to this joint account. We're just going to work out times that one of us can be on, the other one can be working on their personal account. You know, either getting better or um, like with Madden, uh, you can actually like pull some cheap packs or something, work on something that maybe you could trade over to this account, but either way, uh, we're going to try to work together on these new games, so hopefully this turns out really well, something that uh, you guys enjoy, uh, and just a, w- just a way to uh, kind of get our podcast out there a little bit more, uh, I want to thank you guys, as always, for listening to another podcast from us. Uh, Is there anything that you would like to add, Chris? 
No, man, thanks for coming out. Check out another episode of the podcast. We are going to be hitting the ultimate team pretty hard these next couple weeks. We're going to be hitting my team pretty hard, as well as Call of Duty and Battlefield. And we have some surprises planned for you guys. Just stay tuned. Rock with us for a little bit longer. It'll pay out, I promise. It will. It will. Um, so, as always, I'm Dom. And I'm Chris. And we got next.